This week on the Fake Outrage Report, more of life's tough questions, like when kids are super cute, can they get away with being sexist? And where are the appropriate spots for white people to drop the N-bomb? Welcome to the Fake Outrage Report, the Supreme Court of Outrage. <laughs> Good I am Justice Sandeep Sen. With me is the Delectable Justice, Phil Causey. Phil. The Delectable Justice. I am fantastic. This is a good week, man. Uh, why is, is it a good week, Phil? Uh, because last week I went to Governor's Ball Music okay. Fest. Yeah. I don't know if you heard about that. I got to see uh, Tool, very one of my favorite bands, and I got to see a lot of other good musical acts. So uh, it, was, it was cool, man. It was good. I, I don't get to do a lot of fun stuff because between work and comedy and all the stuff. So it was fun to take a day off and fuck off and do some drinking and go see some music and stuff. What about you? Uh, I'm preparing for Burning Man. Oh. Uh, so I'm going to go there in August. We're, this is the, the theme is just hippie shit that white people do. And yeah, some, it's... And then me well, getting into it. The thing I under, from what I understand from people who are hardcore into it is hasn't that gotten kind of like corporate taken over over the last couple of years? I've never been there. I don't know, I don't know what's going on, but uh, I've joined a pod. Which apparently is like a, it's like a group of people that you kind of camp with, and then they have these things called shade structures because you need something to like. Is that get, similar to a tent? No, yeah, the tent is separate. If the because if the sun just beats down in your tent, you're gonna get really hot because it's the desert. Yeah. So you need something else that like provides shade, like a shade structure, and uh, so you need pods, a, you need a tent for your tent, kind of. You you need like a little thing, yeah. I guess you need a little shelter. <laughs> That something that keeps out the the sun. <laughs> <laughs> I'll know a lot more about this when I actually go to Burning Man, but I, uh, apparently this is a very important thing. It's a big step, Phil. Big. No, step. when you go to that, don't you also? Um, are you supposed to have like a, like you bring a certain resource with you and you can trade it because it's like a barter? Yes, thing? I'm going with the camp called Costume Cult, so our resource is costumes, and uh, we provide costumes to the less fortunate. Of Manhattan. The less costumed, yeah, the less costumed. Some people, some people grow up uh, without costumes. See, I would, I would be more practical of my. I'd bring like gasoline or drinking water if it were me. That's good. I trade you some costumes for it. Like, what do you yeah, want? Wonder I Woman? mean, if you're trying to survive in the desert, <laughs> I feel like Wonder it's Woman. not the best. I don't know. <laughs> if you dress up like a superhero, you could, you know, you could like uh, do some superhero <laughs> shit and survive. And you can way. magically get some water. I, I guess. I don't know. All right. Well, let's take a minute here to meet our guest. We always meet our guests up front in the show. Uh, Frederick Goldstein, also known as Freddie G. Welcome to the show, man. Good to be here. Awesome. So, Freddie, you have a lot going on. You're 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 one of the busy people in the city, like much like we are. You got a thing going on called Last Stop Laughs. Yeah, every Saturday at QED, I perform it. Uh, yeah, I perform a QED. That's every Saturday. Every Saturday. Yes. No shit. Yeah. We mentioned QED a lot in the show, actually. We're big fans. We're big. We're big QED supporters here at the Fake Outrage Report. Oh, yeah, it's a great place. Yeah, it's a fantastic, great snack. Right, so QED is a comedy club that's in Queens, New York, right? Yeah, it's Astoria. Oh, yeah, sorry, it's sort a, of a comedy Astoria, club. Queens. I just, it's like an alternative comedy venue. What? I, yeah. It's a, Don't they do like finger painting classes space. there and shit too? They do classes during the day. Yeah, they call <laughs> it after school for grownups. Is their their slogan? I mean, at night they have comedy. Sometimes it's. Not just like stand up. Some it's like more non-traditional, like storytelling shows. Yeah. Or like almost like discussion groups slash storytelling. Um, there's a lot of different stuff there. It's yeah, they do a lot you of go to QEDSstoria.com, whatever your interest is or potential interest is, they probably have something there. Yeah, I did a great show there about three months ago. Uh, Angela Cobb's My First Time Show. 
where I talked about losing my virginity to a room full of strangers. That was a very interesting time. That was right. That's up a there. cool thing to do. Yeah, yeah that show's good. That's a, like I said, a storytelling show. Yeah, so they do a lot of that. And you also have a, a newish podcast called Model and the Mensch. Model and the Mensch. That's right. <laughs> I love that fucking name. That's fucking funny. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Are you the model or the mensch? I am definitely the mensch. You're definitely the mensch. Okay. Who's the other guy on the show? Dylan Palladino. Dylan He's Pall- been in GQ, so we call him the model. Oh, okay. He's not a very successful model, <laughs> but I'm not that nice of a guy, so it kind of works out. Okay. All right. And what's the theme of that show? See, I don't think podcast, and I like this podcast. I like your theme. I don't think podcasts have to have themes. It's just about like enjoying the relationship between the people and kind of like getting into the world. So we kind of just do that. We just like kind of talk and riff and bring funny people on and hopefully say funny things. But like the big thing is that he's a six foot six model looking guy who's 24 and I'm a 5'10 Nebuchadnezzar Jew who's 33. <laughs> so there's definitely a contrast there. And you're a ginger Jew, by the way. Yeah, and I'm ginger. We mentioned so, that off yes. the air. That, that blew my fucking mind. I didn't even know they made those. That's just. There's a lot of us. Yeah. I just haven't paid enough attention there really at all. It's. That's my bad. That's entirely my bad. You know, when when there's a culture that inbreeds a lot, you know, you're gonna get you're gonna Aww. get your fair share of gingers. Yeah, you know? exactly. that's how you that's how you distill that. <laughs> Shall we hop into some outrage, Mister Sen? Well, we should. We should. Uh, this first story comes to us from France. So our podcast does have a theme. Uh, cool with that. Where the label? Oh, I said I think this theme's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, not here to shit on the theme of the pod. Not here to shit on the theme of the podcast. He caught himself before even. He's like, I don't like that. You know what? Your theme yeah. is awesome. J.K. Like I'm theme. the guest here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so well, I'm sorry to cut you off, Mr. Sandeep Sen. What's the uh, what's your outrage story? Well, Mr. Phil Cosby, I, I feel like we're we're quite formal today. Uh, yeah, we should be for this next podcast. Well, Freddie's dressed it, better than both of us. Actually, you know, actually, I, I, I'm just. Yeah, we have a very well dressed guest today. Yeah. I'm fucking dressed in my pajamas right now, so we should I should at least try to formal it up, you know. Well, speaking of being well dressed, the next podcast or the next uh, the the first story involves Chanel, the label Chanel. Oh yeah, out of okay. France. And they've gotten into some hot water for selling a boomerang which cost $1375. <laughs> and for some reason, this has caused social media outrage because uh, I guess they've appropriating the boomerang I'm gonna interestingly say fake, but how much does the average bo- <laughs> how much does the average boomerang cost? Nine dollars. <laughs> oh, you mean like the average non Chanel boomerang? Yeah, what is because I have no way to know. Maybe every boomerang's like a thousand. Maybe it's like takes a guy a year to make it like a Torah. I something. had a toy boomerang when I was a kid once. I think it was nine dollars. Okay, nine dollars. It takes a year to make a Torah. Yeah, yeah. There's a guy who just makes a Torah all year. But can't can't you just get it from Amazon? Like a we can look it up. They should. I'll probably Amazon will take down that market. The Torah? The Torah market. But the, before Amazon, there was just one dude who made Torahs? No, it's not that there's only one guy who does it, but it's handwritten, so it takes a year. So there's a bunch of guys who do, who do it, and then it takes each of them a year to make it. So you got to pay like thousands of dollars for it. Why don't they just type the Torah, type the Torah like everything else? Because certain days of the week, uh, people of that religion are not allowed to touch technology. Isn't that true? The that's true, but yeah, I know something. Well, wait, the only thing is you're not isn't... allowed to write on those days either. Oh, well then, yeah. Yeah, that's... no, you can read a book that's typed on on uh, uh, one of those days, right? You can read, yeah. 
So that doesn't that didn't make any sense. No, no, Jewish folks. Um, they they certain days of the week they're not allowed to touch anything modern. Like I work at a hotel. Yeah, a book and isn't we, modern, dude. No, no, no. <laughs> but like they it, they're really the hard. Press in 1496 or some shit. No, no, they? no. But like there's people that they stay at the hotel and they'll either have people walk them upstairs and open up their room for them because it has like electronic card swipes, or they'll just walk up fucking 30 stories up the stairs and they don't even want to take the elevator. They're like super hard. You can't about use it. electricity. You yeah. can read a printed book. Oh yes, we're talking about. A you book. can't write one. You can't write one now. <laughs> no, but we're talking about the making of a Torah. You can just have it. You can just. Okay, can we get back to boomerangs? Because I don't know what the. I fuck, like it's how you how and me are discussing Judaism. How is this related? Friend yeah. Uh, so I didn't know Chanel made boomerangs. Uh, they do now. Apparently, they, and they, they cost. Your, and for a, and for a, a cool thirteen seventy five, they can be yours. No, other than the logo, does this do anything for you? Like, what's the what's the what's so special about the the Chanel boomerang? I assume it's just a logo, right? When you know when you're like. Uh, those those long days where you're on the plane and you're having to you know kill your food, but you don't want to you know you want to impress the ladies and you want to be like <laughs> and you want to do it with style while you're killing right. If so you, if you use that boomerang where there's anyone who's not like middle class people that you're not getting it back, it's not coming back to thirteen hundred dollars. Yeah, exactly. Now, uh, so they're saying that it's been culturally appropriated. Is that the outrage yeah, behind thousands this? Thousands of comments were posted in response. Many of them negative, Phil. So Nayuka Gori, an activist, wrote on Twitter, when I think about Aboriginal culture, I think at Chanel. Ooh, burn. Oh, so, like, by the way, I just want to mention, I didn't even know boomerangs were an Australian thing until like a month ago. Somebody told me. Like, oh, So I feel like we'd already kind of taken it over, hadn't we? Yeah, the appropriation's gone pretty far. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't. So they're saying that they're, it's an insulting to Australian Aborigines people See, that guy to, or girl for is, Chanel to make a boomerang. That guy or girl's lying because no one thinks about Aboriginal culture. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's good. And then uh, she also texted, uh, have decided to save for the next three years so I can connect with my culture. All right. That was pretty funny. I didn't, I didn't mind that comment. <laughs> that actually is pretty funny. That's a good punchline. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good one. Um, Nathan Sentence, an indigenous project officer at the Australian Museum told the Guardian in Australia that at 1930 Australian dollars the boomerang cost almost 10% of the average annual income of indigenous Australians <laughs> which uh, I don't know what that funny. has to do with anything well i guess they're saying that like um people can't enjoy their own culture cuz white people took it over and they're pricing the original people out of the market i guess that's what so the they've outrage. gentrified the boomerang <laughs> yes exactly Wait, yeah, they've you, gentr- well, if you, the Chanel boomerang costs ten percent of the, but like the regular boomerang still costs nine bucks. Nathan I really sense. okay. Here's the thing. Um, I think that if anybody who buys this boomerang, I think is stupid. First of all, right. I, I think that I'm okay with people being outraged that there's a fourteen hundred dollar boomerang because that's fucking retarded. But I am not okay with the outrage of people like, oh, it's culturally appropriated culturally i fucking hate that word i like this story because the there's term, so rather. many problems there's so many funny things about this story first there is a 1400 dollar boomerang that like yeah, chanel yeah. of all the things that they're making they're making boomerangs and apparently people are buying uh, what's next prada lawn darts <laughs> so that they they've sold some at that price well in in fact jeffrey star a u.s makeup artist with a sizable following on social media brought it to wider attention when he displayed on his own twitter Snapchat and Instagram on Monday, having so much fun with my new at Chanel boomerang. He tweeted with with the emoji for the OK symbol. 
<laughs> and the absence of the hashtags to denote the sponsored content as demanded by the FTC indicates that he paid for the boomerang himself, according Ooh. to the Guardian magazine. Mm. So there's at least one. Makeup artist. Could he get a discount though? He must have. He's a fucking makeup artist. What, he's just blowing 1400 on a boomerang and he's having a lot of fun with it. There's, well, makeup there's artists, shady going makeup on. artists, if you're like high end, they do get paid hundreds an hour, by the way. I know that for a fact. But my thing is, what's the practical use for a $1,400 Chanel boomerang? Because like a boomerang is like an ancient weapon, right? Yeah, from what I understand, you like throw okay. it in it like. It's I know, like Legend some, of Zelda, you had a boomerang. That's really <laughs> that's <laughs> the only real uh, exposure I have to it, other than the toy one I had as a kid. It was only useful in the first couple levels. Yeah, well, yeah, well, then you got the other one that you could throw further. The magic. Yeah, boomerang. yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're right, but after a while, the, the enemies are immune to it. But the thing is, like... I think what we're saying is the boomerang has been appropriated long before the Chanel boomerang. Yeah, when it's in the Legend of Zelda. The th- yeah, the thing is, though, is that, like... Okay, so this $1,400 one specifically, I'm assuming it's bought as, like, an accessory to go with, like, a Chanel handbag for, like, a fashion <laughs> shoot or something. Because, like, uh, people who wear Chanel are not out hunting. Like, so who who's the market for this? <laughs> you no wear it idea. on your belt or something? I guess, but that's, that's a huge accessory to have. You, know you what can't I mean? throw it. You got buy a cheaper one to throw. Exactly. I think you just, like, you, you put it on your wall, maybe? I guess, you, but yeah. When you have like your mother, like the, the, uh, what's it called? The real housewives, you know, when they're having like cocktails in the afternoon, and then they can yeah. show off their, their Chanel So boomerang. I guess it's just an expensive accessory for people who have $1,400 to blow up. I guess. I, I, I can't think of who else would be. Uh, yeah. In the market. I don't, it's such a weird fucking bizarre item just to produce and for anybody to be like, oh, yeah, I need that. I need that in my life. <laughs> So many people presented negative comments. One, one um, comment on the other side, which I appreciated, was uh, there's nothing worse in the world, asked one Twitter user. Kids are raped and murdered every day, and a boomerang is important to you? I mean, you know, you could kind of pretty much say kids are raped and murdered every day, and then and then pretty much put anything. anything. Yeah, that guy's that. terrible. <laughs> yeah. How many other places did he post that? I know. He could just post that on everything on Amazon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, anytime anyone says that they care about something, he could he can just come up come up over the top with kids are raped and murdered every day, and uh, you know every time like I'm hungry, kids are raped. And murdered. So. I do, I do appreciate that one, though. What a bizarre fucking thing. So uh, our guest, Freddie, he, he jumped out to fake outrage right in the very beginning. Well, there. Wait, still I, I, to, so Chanel had Sorry to, you know, had some it. comments. Oh, the, there's a the, result of this one. Okay. Yeah. The firm said it deeply regrets that some may have felt offended. <laughs> do you <laughs> think they deeply, do you think they really, like, instead of just regretting, do you think the firm as, a, as an entire organization took the, took the regret that they felt to the deeply level? You know what? As yeah. opposed to kind of. Yeah, or, I do. I do actually. Everyone over there in the boardroom, there's like, oh man, I feel really terribly about what we've done. I deeply regret. Well, this the- is one of those ones that they might have, and the reason why is because this is a, an instance where, like, no one, you know, got as you were saying a minute ago, raped or murdered. No one dropped a racial slur or anything. This is one of those ones where they definitely didn't see the outrage coming, and they're probably like, wait, are these people fucking serious? Why are they mad about this? That's fucking stupid. That's probably what they were saying in that meeting. And so I think because they didn't anticipate the outrage, they must have been like, oh shit, we didn't think about that because we weren't expecting it. So maybe they, they deeply they, regret it that they that they hurt. I would still feelings. be so happy that I got someone to pay fourteen dollars for a boomerang. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would still be high fiving about it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. True. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. I, yeah, like the guy who invented it. He's like, see, I told you. 
There's like there's gonna be at least four sales of the fourteen hundred dollar boomerang, and then it's gonna go off. Well, the market. you know, if you're gonna go with with a profit margin in this one, I mean, those things probably cost what a couple dollars to produce. Yeah. I mean, include and in, in labor materials. You're talking a tops of thirty five dollars for per boomerang. So that's a really good profit margin. Fourteen hundred dollars a pop. Yeah, you know? ironically, they're made by actual Aborigines <laughs> who get paid fourteen cents an hour. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably true, actually. Oh man! Um, so I'm going. Uh, oh wait, the state. So well, Chanel added that sportswear has always been an important part of Chanel's identity. The spring summer seventeen oh, collection. Oh fuck you, sportswear! Well, they threw it. Does any yeah. no? Does anybody actually consider that sportswear? Right. It well, it's part of a long-standing <laughs> approach. The collection also includes other expensive sporting items, including tennis rackets, tennis balls, and beach rackets and balls. They make a Chanel tennis racket. If you are playing tennis and someone comes in with Chanel tennis balls, I mean, you'd have to be able to beat that person, right? With his own tennis racket. Beat him and then beat their ass for fucking showing up with Chanel gear. That's like the one time where, you know, it's completely appropriate to like basically use your boomerang to knock his ass out. (laughs) Yeah. Can you imagine opening up Chanel to like you have pen tennis balls and he's like, hold on. Think about how attractive the woman is who buys the Chanel tennis racket. Good point. She's got to be, be old, for right? it. She's got it. She has to have money, but then she's probably like old. Or somebody bought it for her. Oh, you're ruining the illusion. I don't what know, 20, man. What twenty-four-year-old is going to buy some Chanel tennis t- t- Chanel tennis racket? The most spoiled person in the world, I suppose. Or have it bought for them as a gift. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if somebody yeah. showed up with Chanel, that's the one time I want to see a uh, fight break out at the tennis court. That's the one, I think that's yeah. kind of how I feel about that. Um. I'm going fake outrage in this one. I think it's a ridiculous item, but I think the outrage is fucking bullshit. I think, here's the thing. If you're going to take this from the angle of that's stupid to produce and make that for that much money, great, I can see that. But when you take the angle of fucking cultural appropriation, fuck you. Like That's one of those terms that I think's gotten really out of control over the last couple of years. It's right up there with like homophobe and Nazi and sexist things that get applied to things when it has nothing to fucking do with that word, just so people can insult people. And so I don't like the angle of cultural appropriation for this. Well, one. right. I don't, I still don't quite get cultural appropriation. So now you can't, if you're not of a culture that has a thing, you just can't ever like, yes, do it. Yes, exactly. You can't eat Indian food if you're white because well, you're culturally appropriating it. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. you, you can't produce, actually, it's funny you mentioned food, because there's a, um, uh, in Portland, uh, Oregon, I guess some group of guilty white people recently went around, and they went to every restaurant in the area, and anybody that w- didn't have people that own the restaurant of whatever original uh, food type to nationality, they, like, reported them, and they made a list of, like, culturally appropriated restaurants. That's so fascist. It's fuck. It is. It really is. It To, to shut people down because they're producing food. Wait, and you don't they weren't shutting this. These are just independent, regular dudes, right? They just made a list. Well, no, some. I guess one of them did get shut down. Some like some white people were making tacos in Portland, and they got shut down because they're oh, you're By culturally who? appropriating. I don't fucking know. By the government, it's scary. Yeah. I, I don't know the whole story. Jack yeah, the, box the government that, right? is not doing that. <laughs> I think this. This wouldn't. No, be, this is a real story. You can fucking right, the, Google it in your the own time. The government wasn't wouldn't be involved in that. I don't know exactly. That would just be some story. people who were I'm like, feeling, "Hey, the white people are making tacos." I'm feeling some real outrage about that story. Well, there would be real outrage if the government over the that, shutting right? down or over the restaurant. Over the shutting down. Yeah, no, exactly. So yeah, the term called. Well, back to what we were saying though. The term cultural appropriation is so overused to the point where it's losing its meaning. And it's like, look, I'm oh, I'm fine with defending cultures and that whole idea of you know trying to get people to not be 
oppressed or, or whatnot. But when you're taking it and you're applying it to every little fucking thing, it just it becomes a cried wolf situation after a while. And I think that's where we're at with, with this. We've reached the, the pinnacle of cultural appropriation wolf crying with fucking Chanel boomerangs. I think this is a, an important moment in culture that only we're reporting on the fake outrage report. I don't, I don't mind cultural appropriation. Like, you know, there's nothing more fun as an Indian man than, like, having sex with a white girl <laughs> from behind <laughs> and then finishing on her Ganesh uh, tattoo tramp stamp. You know, like, that's, that's cultural appropriation, but it's like, it's, it makes amazing. it very fun. There's no, nothing more some, fun than that. That's just some hot interracial each of, You can finish a little bit on each of the arms. Right. Well, no, the thing is, it's not cultural appropriation because you did it and you're not white. It only applies to white people with cultural no, 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 appropriation. No, no. Finishing on the girl's Ganesh tramp stamp tattoo, which is a cultural appropriation. Oh, so I you're saying that you're. Oh, I, I, get, I get what you're saying. Okay. I think the Om has been culturally appropriated, right? The Om, the Om symbol. I guess. That's one of the Indian things that's cultural. <laughs> I'm completely fine with it. I think that, I, I agree with you. I don't, I don't, I don't see any. Any a way that cultural appropriation should be offensive on any level for anything. I don't. I just don't get the point of the concept of, oh, if someone else uses something that's associated with someone else's race, then they've done something wrong. Yeah, you know? I speak English. I'm I'm culturally appropriate English, and you know, yeah. As and long as we're not, as right. long we're not going blackface, I'm cool. <laughs> yeah, I think that's where the line is drawn. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the, the people drawing the line at Chanel boomerangs is a little ridiculous. So uh, fake outrage. Sandy, if you're with us on the fake outrage, it looks right. sounds like. Yes. Okay. Sounds good. And Freddie G out. out uh, oh, so fake. He, yeah, he jumped top, right out on that there. one. He was he fucking beat us like a, he was doing it 15 minutes ago. He's like, oh, yeah, fuck that fake outrage. So let's move on to. Uh, we're going to move over to Italy now. And we're going to talk about some children's clothing here. The Benetton Company, uh, they stoked some outrage this week with an Instagram post. And the, uh, the post was promoting a new summer fashion line for children because that's what they make over at Benetton. And the picture, very simple picture, it's just three young boys, probably maybe seven or eight years old, I think. And they're wearing, you know, shorts and bright colored T-shirts because, you know, summer clothes. And there was a caption that said, sorry, ladies, girls not allowed. And people Ooh. are calling, yeah, people are calling this company sexist because they're promoting uh, boys' children's clothes, and no girls are allowed to wear these, apparently. Oh, I thought it was going to be that the kids were gay because the crows were bright. No. Well, there is a rainbow also behind them on the picture. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know. That's one angle you could take. But no, the, the outrage angle is that people are saying that this company is sexist. And that, oh, God. Yeah. Everyone's just crazy. <laughs> That's kind of the theme of this show, actually. Thanks for pointing that out. And so there were a few comments. I I don't. Okay, are, I didn't quite. Were they trying to say that the clothes that they're wearing are boys' clothes? Or I, how I took it when I looked at the picture is just like, you know how like sometimes boys don't want girls around, mm -hmm. and I think they just think these were like they were just, this was that age group, and they were just like, hey, we don't want we don't want girls around. But I thought the clothes that they were modeling were, I didn't, I didn't think it was, just, it was just like a cutesy thing, but the clothes were not supposed to the say. The problem is those boys are going to go in a room and they're going to pick the next president and Hillary <laughs> Clinton will hit another glass ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, I think that it's one of those things where they're just fucking, you know, trying to be cutesy, like you said. Because like when, when you're that age, you know how like when you're a kid, there's like that cutesy sibling rivalry where it's like, oh, no girls allowed, like in our fort today, or like whatever the case may be in the situation. Hey, that's definitely what they were trying to do. Yeah. 
And people are mad about it. Apparently you can't do that in 2017. You can't say no girls allowed or whatever. Which is fucking ridiculous. This could me. be real. I don't know. People are so crazy. Well, I think people might actually be upset about it, but I, we, we're judging them because we're the, as Sandy said, we're the Supreme Court of outrage. Can we judge like real outrage, but you're crazy? Like not guilt, <laughs> not fake by reason of insanity. <laughs> That's a very good question. Uh, but the thing is, is that well, that means if we judge it that way, though, then every single instance of fake outrage in the show would be real outrage, which is that defeats the purpose of the show. So we can't give people loopholes like that. Oh, see, I feel like that those aborigine loving people were just completely lying. See, the and thing they is, knew I don't, they were lying. I don't know how many Aborigines people were mad about that, and I really don't know how many people are, that are seven years old are mad about this. So let me just read some of these comments people put on here, and we're going to fucking I'll answer your question through that. There was a comment on here that said, I thought this was finally gender-neutral clothing. Kids are starving for some companies to let go of gender boundaries. Unquote. Uh, really? Kids are starving for that? Really? Really, seven year olds? Yeah. Or, or, don't you ever? Aren't you ever around six years old, six year olds, or seven year olds? And they're always like, "I need gender neutral boundaries." To bed. Yeah, when See, people we are, gotta go, you gave one of those straw man kind of commentators like Lesson being like, "No, kids are literally starving every day from food." Uh, yeah, I, I yeah. liked how. Yeah, kids he, are being raped and murdered. Yeah. yeah. So, nor what their fucking clothes. But the thing is, I don't know how many Aborigines. I don't know how many Aborigines people were mad about the boomerang thing, and I don't know kids how are many starving children. For candy. Who are mad about this That's fucking true. clothing thing? And I, the answer to both those is probably not a whole goddamn lie. It's probably just fucking, you know, idiot guilty white people. But yeah, I, I want to focus on that though. Is that the whole the whole concept of people being outraged and then trying to use the children as like their you know like their fence for it? Being like, no, these kids are upset about that. You made the kids upset. Bullshit. Yeah, Bullshit. don't hide behind the kids. Bullshit. To... Yeah, don't say the kids are fake outraged. You're fake outraged. The kids are starving for candy. That's all they want. They don't care if you can give one hit on their Exactly. I don't think they some time thinking about the clothes. I'm they don't want you and your outrage in their own boys-only fort. Okay, That's what they want. Another, another one of these uh, comments said, Wow, you guys really dropped the ball with this one. Girls not allowed. Seriously, how's your circa 1980s marketing team working for you? Ridiculous. Ooh, burn. 1980 called. They want their marketing team back. Ooh. And you know their marketing team is like five women and like three gay guys, too. Yeah. Well, their designers are, too, it looks like, based on the fucking picture. Because they're all like, these shorts are like, fucking one of them's like lime green and one of them's like white. <laughs> Those aren't worn yeah. by um, anybody above the age of, you know, seven years old anyway, unless you're, like, from the shore of Connecticut. Can I see the picture? Please, yeah. Yeah, the, it, these are these are terrible-looking clothes. Those, oh, those are all boys? Yeah. Yeah, and then no girls loud. Oh, that's just cute. No, yeah, that's exactly. Cute. That's what we're... I love the ad. Did they take the ad down? No, they, they didn't. Did. And okay, also, good. they reached out to the company for comment, and they didn't, the company didn't even respond, which love I fucking them. love that. Uh, yeah, I love that. It well, shouldn't. They shouldn't have to come on and apologize for a cutesy hospital. Yeah, fucking they didn't say that ad. they deeply apologize for all the, any pain that they may have caused. So yeah, no. that's what I like. I like when a company is honest. There's no way that other Chanel was deeply. There's there's no way the company was deeply gave a shit. <laughs> I yeah. like Benetton. No, you know it's what? Like, we don't give a shit. We're not going to even respond to this. That's what I love about it. Yeah. It becomes an apology arm race. So you say deeply, then the next time it's going to be right. deeply, deeply, and right. we're just going to run out of words. You can't just say deeply because then deeply's hack. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, you just, what are you just deeply? Very I mean, deeply. what? That's, 
So you're like, no, I'm really sincerely deeply. But involved. it raises an interesting question in that with all these people that are mad about this is that, you know how when we were kids or at least when I was a kid, I can't speak for you guys, but like when we were kids, there was always that sort of like sibling, not sibling, like gender rivalry. There's always like the, you know, boys rule, girls drool, you know, that <laughs> kind of shit. And, yeah, you know, and gender rivalry is fine when you're a kid and it does get bitter when you're an adult. Apparently a lot of the, uh, the opposite gender was often accused of having cooties. I remember that yes. there was a, I don't know what cooties were, but the other gender had them. Cooties is HPV for kindergarten kids. That's right. what you accuse the other uh, gender of having. <laughs> That's how that works. It was good preparation for us to understand the concept of HPV. Yeah, but my yeah, it was. But like, my question is: Are kids these days being raised? And I don't have kids or really have any close friends of kids that I talk to often enough. Are kids being raised nowadays with this gender neutral stuff to the point where they don't even have that sort of gender uh, back and forth? Because I feel like that's a key part of childhood. I'm, I'm really afraid for. Our yeah, I don't. It's disgusting. Yeah, I don't know. And Hopefully, we, those kids are also not vaccinated, so they won't last too yeah, long. Yeah, and I know that what <laughs> I just said is only one. It's a far, like in far. It's only a, an earshot away from like the back in my day, like the you know old guy that get off <laughs> my lawn moment. We're, this we're, is how it starts. Officially, in the middle, the middle part of our lives where where we start the seeds are sown, and then pretty much when we're old, it's going to be in my day. Yeah. Um, no, I think I think I've hit my point at the age of thirty. I'm not, I mean, I think I think kids are raised now to hate gluten and peanuts, and uh, and so <laughs> they, and not, they don't they don't have the energy to really hate the other gender. One of the people, and I don't know how this person got involved in this, but there was a uh, a psychologist from UMass Boston. Her name is Sharon Lamb. Oh my God, Leah, let's get a professional. Let's what? Hey, please, Sharon, take time away from the, your patients that need you. And please comment on this bullshit story. Sharon yeah. Lamb. And she said that the ad subtly gives boys permission to exclude girls from athletics. Yeah, <laughs> that's because that's what that's what boys do nowadays. They're not They're seven year olds. Clothes, they read right? ads. They read ads for first high end fashion. No one, yeah. isn't that what kids do? They all they're just thumbing through fucking GQ and especially the boys. The boys Vogue are worried magazine. about what, they're, what shorts they're going to wear this summer. Get the right. fuck out of here! You know we've been looking for a way to get rid of Title Nine, and finally this ad <laughs> lets us do it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and, and also no one wears bright white shorts to play athletics with unless it's part of like a uniform of some sort. Usually it's like darker color anyway. So that is, uh, I don't know. That's just a fucking ridiculous comment. I had to somehow get into this episode. Athletics. Now, that's why they make her be at UMass Boston. They don't let her go to the main school in Amherst. They make her <laughs> stay, stay in Boston with you other hippies. <laughs> oh, man. So I'm going to go fake outrage on this one. Sandeep, how do you feel about this overall? I mean, this is so fake, it's, uh, it's real. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm saying real by reason of insanity. I think they really believe it, but they're just wrong. Uh. But to clarify, no, it's fake outrage. Yeah, this I think is fucking we, ridiculous. Uh, on the show, we do call. I mean, you, I, you can do whatever, say whatever. But I think if you if you're really outraged for something stupid, we still call it fake outrage because it means it means you don't have a real good reason yeah. to be outraged. Well, the thing is, so that, I like the I like the real by reason of insanity. I don't know how we incorporate that. Yeah. Well, children are being raped and murdered though every day. But, yes, they are. So who gives a fuck what kind of shorts these little dumbass model kids are wearing? And well, by maybe the way, if they wore the proper shorts, they wouldn't. Have oh, been you raped. know what? The outrage wasn't even about the shorts. It was about the caption: "The no girls allowed." Yeah. I love the kids. So. The yeah. outrage should be about the shorts. This, that, these are some ugly fucking clothes, by the way. <laughs> That's if Doctor Sandeep shorts, Sen, yeah. fashion expert. <laughs> They're ridiculous. Cute kids. Yeah. Absolutely. They're child models. Of course they're fucking cute. You know? That's a great point. I could have been a child model because I have really? red hair. Yeah, it's the only time in my life I could ever be a model. 
That's so awesome. I was too shy, so I turned it down. Do you ever talk about that on Model in the Mensch that you could just be two models? Oh my god, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to this and take write that down as a note, and we'll talk about it on Model in <laughs> the Mensch. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that one is uh, definitely fake outrage. And before we depart, we always give our guests the opportunity. Freddie G, is there anything you're currently pissed off about in the world? Oh sure. Is the uh, I'm gonna talk about the Bill Maher thing. So I'm a sure. huge show, huge fan of the Bill Maher show. As am I. But what he said was so racist. So like I'm legit like I hate to be like I hate comedians getting censored for jokes or anything like that. But then like he said something race like because well white- let's let's catch everyone up real oh, quick. Okay, cool. For those people for I mean I don't know how many people with the Venn diagram of our listeners to Bill Maher is, but if the 12 people that listen to our show don't watch Bill Maher. Uh Bill Maher used the N-word in his show last week or a couple weeks ago and people got mad, you know, obviously cuz people get mad when you say shit like that. Yeah, and he specifically said house N-word, which is like to not only using the N-word, but like referring actually to slavery times. Yeah. Which is you want, yeah, you don't want to you to go there. It's just it's just very racist sounding. And I just I yeah, I just I love the show. And I hope this sh- I really want the show to keep going on, but I'm like Well, he's not gonna get fired. He owns too much of HBO at this point, and he's got millions of fucking uh Oh, people. you think? So? Oh, okay. Yeah, no, See, he's I not. Follow, I haven't also been following it that closely. But yeah, I. Oh, he shouldn't be fired. That, this is. It went. It was like it wasn't like a planned bit. It just came out of it. It came in conversation. That doesn't make it better, though. <laughs> no, I <laughs> think it make makes it better. It better. I like he's I, and then it was relevant. It's like it, it, as a as a comedian, it was relevant to what the guy was saying. Like he was like, "Come to the fields." It was just an offhand. The premise, like joke. You kind of believe like he makes jokes like that in his personal life. Like it well, felt well, he like does. A real- he actually he's well documented that he dates mostly African American women and he has a ton of African American friends. So he might be like one of those guys who he might feel like, "Oh, I'm liberal as fuck. Uh, I'm in. I can say whatever the fuck I want now." He might feel like that. You know, he he might feel like the the one white guy in the basketball team. He might feel like he he's cool enough to pull that off. That's so interesting. Maybe that's kind of maybe his angle. The problem was is that he did it with an interview of a really white looking senator. Yeah, the whitest. Where was that guy from? Like Nebraska? Or yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nebraska. <laughs> did that guy look like he was part of the master race? He was fucking fantastic. Oh man, yeah. My I don't know. I don't know if if uh, if a white guy from Connecticut, a, a Jew, and an Indian guy are the right people to be talking about use of the N word. <laughs> But uh, I don't know. I, I think that, first of all, he apologized the next morning. It like wasn't even 12 hours later before he issued an apology statement. So he definitely yeah, did the right thing. Was he deeply thing. sorry or just regular? Probably. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine he was because, I mean, he, he probably, as soon as he said it, in his head was like, oh, fuck. Because <laughs> that's what I thought when I was watching it. I was yeah. just like, oh, crap. There's going to be some outrage in this one. Mm-hmm. Kids are being raped and murdered all over the place. So, you know, really, why are you <laughs> worrying about this? I was surprised they didn't apologize during the episode. If um, I ever have a TV or radio show and I let an N-bomb slip, <laughs> which is <laughs> unlikely, but I'm going to immediately apologize. I'm going to even have a little alarm, on, like a little alarm that I wear that goes off the beeps to tell me to start apologizing. Uh, yeah, just a shock collar for white people. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that's what there needs to be, a shock collar for N-bombs and white people saying. Just every time they drop one, just, ah! I know. Well, the thing sorry, is, sorry. The thing was weird is that when he dropped it, his super liberal, usually like beyond liberal, militant leftist audience, they applauded him for some reason. And I'm sitting there like, "Whoa, these are aren't these the same people that get mad when you dropped a woman joke last week or whatever?" Oh, I heard, the, I heard ooze. I heard like it was pretty there much were a few ooze. Bill's like I'm a joking, and then the, but uh, then they apologize. Then apologize. They applauded immediately after. Hmm. So that was kind of the interesting thing about that. As an audience member, you're kind of a prop. 
though his audience yeah. does sometimes boo him and stuff. Oh, and he tells him to fuck off every time. Which yeah, is, I love uh, his snarkiness. Oh, I, no, I love it. I, I think that those people need to be kept in check because those are the kind of people that get pissed off about, you know, children's clothing and Chanel boomerangs and, you know, whatever else. You know, like, like fake outrage. There is some on, on the right, but I feel like it's 70% on the left. And I also think yeah. the people that want to get Bill fired in this case, a lot of them are people that just hate his show and hate that he has a different opinion than them. Oh, is there it, a real, like, outcry to get him fired, or is that... No, okay. there, there, there's a fake out, outcry from people one... that just want him fired anyway, hmm. and always did. Now they're just, that's just like, oh, hey, look, he's racist, fire him. I thought you know? there was some Black Lives Matter people who were saying he oh, should I'm be sure fired. There are. I'm sure there are, but I think most of his fans and most of the people uh, that watch his show are like, yeah, whatever, he's, you know, he, it, he apologized, and he looks like a dick, and... You know, that's he'll be on the air forever, probably till he's dead. Yeah, I'll con- I'll continue watching, even though I definitely yeah. think what he said was racist. Oh yeah, you don't, you, especially as a white guy, you don't drop that publicly or ever really. I mean, if you're gonna do it, do it in the comfort of your own home in front of your racist uncle. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't don't do it while you're on national TV. It's that's annoying kinda... for me. My racist, un- I live in Queens, and my racist uncle moved deep in Long Island. Because he's so mm. racist, he has to live in a really white part of Long Island. So you have to travel an hour and it's a half. It's so to annoying. I got to travel so far to have racist <laughs> convos with him. <laughs> we have the internet, or maybe you can call on the phone. Call him on his landline telephone. <laughs> talk, talk to him. That's about true. It. He does have a landline. Of course he does. Who's whose racist uncle is up on Snapchat? Nah, not many people. They got the landline and the AM radio still. Most of them. Oh, Sandy Psen. Any parting thoughts on the episode? Uh, kids are being raped and murdered. Oh, God. Okay, we're going to ask you that again. Please don't say anything that dark in a minute here. Thank you for listening to the show. Uh, email us anytime at thefakeoutragereport at gmail.com. Uh, hit us up at Fake Outrage Ripped. Give us those iTunes reviews, all that good shit. Uh, you can follow Freddie G online at... Yeah, at Orange Freddie G, freddiegcomedy.com, facebook.com slash freddiegcomedy. And uh, yeah, listen to Model the Mentions on iTunes, yes. SoundCloud. And if you're in New York, go check out Saturday nights at what is it, eleven o'clock? Eleven o'clock at QED. QED is awesome. Parade. Definitely check that out. Sinip San, any non-morbid parting thoughts today? I deeply, uh, really deeply apologize <laughs> for anyone that I may have offended on this show. <laughs> oh, <laughs> good times. Until next time, kids. Keep those boomerangs grounded and those shorts nice and bright.